Thanks for listening to the Dr. Drew Podcast on Podcast One. Well, everyone knows that tobacco smoking is bad. Uh, come on now, you need to stop if you are smoking. I mean, it's with, with the. I mean, I think the the awareness of the devastating effects on our vascular system and our lungs, lung cancer, emphysema, are obvious to everyone now. Well, here's a natural way to quit smoking. Number one way: fume takes the benefits of super plants, behavioral science, and beautiful design to help quit smoking. Replace the hand-to-mouth uh, behavior. It, it offers you something to satisfy that. It's plant-packed cores studied to curb cravings. They taste and smell great. No smoke, no vape, no nicotine, no harmful chemicals. And it's a design that is easy to use and you'd be very proud of. Flavors that taste great and work to curb cravings, ease stress, and improve your lung function, hopefully. Head to Breathe Fume, that's B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M, breathefume.com slash Drew. Again, use my code Drew to save 10% on your order today. Again, one fume plus four packs of cores studied to curb cravings and get you on the path to being off cigarettes, and that is the goal. You can't do anything more importantly for your health. It is Breathe Fume. B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M dot com slash Drew. Well, here we are on lockdown. How are you? It's Booker of the Perez Hilton podcast with Chris Booker. We get it. We know you're bored. We're still doing shows. We're keeping you up to date with everything entertainment. A little bit of relief from everything that's going on in the world. You could get the show on Spotify. You could get it on your Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app. Whatever you do, download and subscribe and get the PHP, the Perez Hilton podcast with Chris Booker and everything that's entertainment will be covered. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our true podcast. Uh, keep the winds in the sail. The Corolla Pirate Ship, y'all. We appreciate it so much. Also, uh, don't forget to check out the book that my daughter and I wrote. It does not have to be awkward. It's available now wherever you buy your books. And um, uh, do follow other places. Check out After Dark and uh, get over the Instagram at Dr. Drew Pinsky. We appreciate you guys being over there. The Corolla world has always been very supportive, and uh, I appreciate all of you guys. Today is a very important day because this is something that my current – this guest and I have been trying to do for – Seven years, eight years. Uh, Kayla Lowry, podcaster, Teen Mom cast member. Kayla and I have been, uh, I would say Kayla's been giving me shit about not being on her podcast. <laughs> right? Which, yeah. I, which, I, yeah. which was appropriate. And I was like, Kayla, I, I have tried to book you on this podcast a dozen times. And I don't know how we pulled this one off because every time I go to MTV and I go, hey, do you mind, guys, if I interview Kayla? Yes, we do. Just don't. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know why. I have no idea why. Do you? Yeah. I I think um, now that we're on the same network, um, it was a little bit easier. We kind of got the go around. Well, somebody did <laughs> it for us. I, I think somebody did it for us. Someone that, did it for us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because I couldn't do it myself, and you couldn't do it. And and now I would love to be right. on your podcast as well. And I, I'm happy. Yeah. I was always happy to do it. I just literally would go through the 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 powers that be and it was uh, always met with a roadblock and i i, I just yeah. do you, do you have other things that you're like not allowed to do or is it just me 
I mean, I don't even think I'm supposed to have my second podcast. Um, I didn't get permission for it. So, <laughs> so we're so we're way um, down the road here in trouble, Gary. This is going to yeah. be a problem. Well, I mean, if we're if cards on the table, we didn't get approval for this. Just there wasn't an answer, so we just did it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I apologize. It's not it's not meant to be a, a, a rogue here. We're not meant to go off the off the rail. We anyway. tried. And, and, good. Okay. Good. And, and by the way, I I don't know what you and I have to talk about that would be so threatening to anybody. Do you? No, I don't. I don't think there's anything threatening. I really don't. I think um, the next time we do this, it should be filmed for the show. Um, but other than that, I don't. I don't think we have anything threatening to talk about. All right, good. Except, except, I, I don't know if you can talk about some of this stuff. I don't know what kind of restrictions you're under in terms of your current life. I don't have any restrictions that I'm aware of, but I, I was curious if I was going to have restrictions because I was going to reference another one of your podcasts, but then I was like, I don't want to get you in trouble. What? Talk, um, you talking about After Dark or something? You can talk about anything. I was going to say, hi, Hitler. Oh, yeah. Hey, Hitler. It's not hi, Hitler. It's hey, Hitler. Hey, Hitler. So, so hey, Hitler. Do, do, do you know, do you know what she's talking about? I assume it's something out of the your mom's house yes, world. Yes, it's your mom's house world. They, they they had they they one of the crazy videos. Your mom's house is this extraordinary world. It's Tom Segura and his wife Christina P. Christina and P and I often podcast together on After Dark. Though lately I've been doing it by myself, and I'm going to go down to uh, Austin and and join her and do some stuff with her eventually. Um, and. They had this. I'm I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm going with you on one of those trips. Oh, do I I dip my toe into the your mom's house world? Mostly, I started with the flagship. You know, I was like, all right, let's check out. You know, where, where it all stems from. Yeah, yeah. And and I listened to it. But I I am scared to get further into you have that to world watch. because I'm afraid it will just envelop my it will, life. It will. You, you and your wife would go down a deep rabbit hole with it for sure. You have to you yeah. have to watch it to really appreciate it. And one of the people send in horrible videos and TikToks, and Tom and Christina and myself, we all look at them and analyze them, and talk about them. And I when I was first on your mom's house, I didn't know what it was. They're just like, hey, sit down here, let's show you some videos, see what you think about this <laughs> stuff. I was like, what the hell's going on here? And why do you people think this is funny? But anyway, I got sucked into that world and. Uh, um, where was I going with this? Uh, oh, so one of the older video clip sort of series that was sent to them by the listeners and viewers was this girl who was clearly psychotic and would log in every day to Instagram or something, and she believed she was talking to Hitler. And so she taught yeah. – uh- and they had these sort of vid- vlogs, these video logs where she would start out with – Hey Hitler! Everyone was started with Hey Hitler, and so Hey Hitler became a greeting at your mom's house, much like Aloha. So you, sure, when you much greet like somebody, Chomo, with Chomo, Hey Hitler, jeans, uh, jeans high mommies, high and yeah. tight, all that stuff. But Hey Hitler is one of them. And it's funny when I do streaming shows, when I have a guest that can see the restream chat. There's there's a lot of Hi Hitler, Hey Hitler on there, and people go, "Why are you viewers so mean? Why are they so mean to you? Yeah, call, the, call you Hitler." The people who are outside the your mom's house universe are just so confused. Like for instance, if if you have no idea what we're talking about, please go to the latest Instagram post of Garth Brooks and look in the comments <laughs> and. and and it's like, can I explain in a short form Please. how that makes sense? No, I can't. Yeah, no, you got to be years in it. and years. You have of- to be in it. Yeah, it's a cultivated sense. It's like it's like a fine wine or something. You have to. You wouldn't know what we were talking about unless you'd actually tasted it. Yeah, you have to. You have to pay. You have to watch it. You, you have, have to, to partake. But thank you for being a part of that, Kaylin. And, uh, <laughs> and if we and if we had guests, I don't do guests over there anymore. But if I did, trust me, you'd be you'd be on my short list. So. Thank you. I appreciate that. So. As long as I'm on the list, um, yeah. you know, yeah. I will feel better about myself. So, uh, where do I, let me throw this to you a little bit. And by the way, you can find Kaylin at Kale, K A I L, Lowry, L O W R Y dot com, Twitter at Kale Lowry, Instagram, same, uh, podcast, Baby Mamas, No Drama. Tell us about that. 
Yeah. So um, if you guys watch, well, I mean, you're familiar with Teen Mom too. Um, v and I started off hating each other um, because she was dating my my son's father and they eventually got married. And um, somehow we were able to work our relationship out and become friends. And so we started this podcast called Baby Mama's No Drama and she's still married to Joe. Um, and, you know, we work together. So it's kind of a cool and unique dynamic. I think you both just grew up really is what it boiled down to. Yeah. Yeah. And and your your life well, your life is pretty complicated, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to describe <laughs> That's that? That's an understatement, you, I think, Dr. Drew. <laughs> well, and, and you come from a complicated background, so we have a way of recreating our past, right? To, to, uh, if you don't yeah. mind, to, to, I think people forget about your – I never forget because I was there with you when you were yeah. trying to navigate life early. And, and it was sort of breathtakingly challenging for you. Can, you want to tell people about that? Yeah, I mean, I I would say it's still challenging, right? Like I'm in therapy now. I've been in therapy for two years to undo 27 years of damage, right? Because my mom's an addict and I didn't know my dad. I met him on the show for the first time when I was 17 years old and pregnant. And, um, And prior to all of this and the cameras entering my life was like, you know, addiction, being a child of addiction, an absentee parent, um, sexual trauma, all kinds of things. Right. So, um, you know, you take that and you, you throw some cameras in in my face and you never know what you're going to get. So, um, thank thank God. I, I, I am so grateful that you got, because I used to, when you were younger, I would oh, worry like crazy about you guys, you kids, you know, yeah. and, and and thank God you've all been able to turn this into a career, frankly. You've accepted it, you've morphed it, you've, you've done things with it that has benefited yeah. your lives, even though your group particularly, the Team Mom 2 group, has had to deal with the vitriol of social media from the beginning, which was really hard for you guys when you were younger again. I think now actually I'm seeing the damage that social media, I, I can't get off, but because yeah. it, I've made a career out of it, right. you know, a livelihood for me, but um, I, I have the opinions of others have now I've adopted their opinions. Now I second guess myself. Now I, you know, I have a hard time seeing things through like a clear lens. I'm kind of seeing it with the filter of public opinion and public, you know, scrutiny um, yeah and so and and so that's been really hard for me right so what, what are you um, getting mostly these days on social media with stuff about my weight um i was diagnosed with pcos in march and um just a lot of it's a lot of like body image things um and you you put that on top of having a lifetime um um i guess of relationship issues with food and body image and, and things like that. And you put the social media and public opinion of your body weight and how I'm supposed to look and how I'm supposed to, you know, what kind of makeup I'm supposed to wear and things like that. It's, it's hard and you don't realize the toll or the impact that it has on you until it's far too late. And it's coming up in therapy in ways that I didn't expect, you know? So, right. Which is, um, which is I've, good that you're letting yeah. that happen. Right. That that sign of good therapy. Uh, you mm-hmm. should interview my daughter. She's got a lot of this stuff too. And she does some of the same stuff. And, and I think she could be helpful to you in terms of how you think about this stuff. Yeah, I'd love to have yeah. I'd love to have Yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get that get that going. Mm-hmm. Um I, I want to go back to your your origin story because I, again I, I I hope by emphasizing that it people it creates compassion for you rather than the usual bullshit you're having to deal with. So so I don't actually know the details. I, I've seen the players and I get the broad sweeps of, of what happened to you, right? Mom was alcoholic primarily, correct? And sex addict. Primarily. And, and, yeah. and sex addict. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say so. I, I don't know that that has ever been like her diagnosis, but I would say yes. And by and the the way that I imagine those kinds of things, aside from the trauma of having an out of control parent who's intoxicated and maybe abandoning, I imagine she abandoned, right? Mm-hmm. Left you alone a lot. Yeah. That's the alcohol. And then the sex is about males coming through the house. Did you have to deal with that? Yes. Um, And yeah, actually. And then I would imagine that some of this is related to narcissism, right? Because the addictions are – it makes everything about them. Right. So so addicts, when they're using – are all narcissistic. They, they appear narcissistic, whether they actually are or not. You don't know until they stop using and get a program going and that kind of stuff. But but in the throes of addiction, yes, the the the, the features, the traits are all narcissistic, which is, you know, they're self preoccupied and they're bullshitting and they're they're non empathic and all that good stuff, and they do horrible things because that's part of the disease. That that's not necessarily the person that's the disease. Now, have you been able to dissociate those two things when it comes to your mom? I just don't. Um, but what, and what? What do you mean? In a sense, can you look at her as a person with an illness, and you really don't even know who the person is, uh, no, or do you I, have trouble I, not blaming the person? I have trouble with it. Um, it's it's actually funny that you bring that up because I feel like other people, um, you know, people that I don't necess- that were not responsible for raising me, or people that I meet in my life now, I have far more empathy and and sympathy with them. I can sympathize with them, but for my mom, I I it's very hard for me to be empathetic and sympathetic towards her. It's now, is difficult. that because you're so angry and resentful for her, essentially the, her alcoholism and she stealing your childhood or, and, or I guess would be the way to ask this. Is it the frustrations you've dealt with as an adult with her when you try to help her and it's just so good. It doesn't go anywhere. I think it's both. I yeah. think it's a combination of both, especially now because I look at my situation and I see, you know, some of some of my childhood and lifetime patterns that I'm trying to break now so that it doesn't affect my kids in the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to be adults and be like, wow, my mom made this one decision that, you know, changed the trajectory of my life. I don't want my kids to do that like yep. I am. And so part of it is that and part of it is um it's yeah, they would say it's a combination of things. Okay. And and how what's the situation what's the status of you and your mom now? I'm I'm always curious I about seen that. I haven't her or talked to her or heard from her in years. Um I don't know where she lives. I don't know what state she's in. I don't know if she's work. I don't know if she's alive. And right. that was the last time I talked to you the same thing. It was like I think I want to say it was like two Christmases ago. She might have she reached out and then um you know I said, if you can call me tomorrow and you're sober, I'll answer. Like if yeah. you, like I'll I'll get you help or do whatever you need to do. And she never called, so um, that was two years ago. She called. So I, I have you know, you know deep compassion for people with these illnesses, and, and I certainly understand why you would be resentful and not want to have her in your life. I, I get it, but I, I I just I don't know. I I, I would. Mm. I have such mixed feelings because on one hand, I want to protect you and I understand why you feel that way. But the other, it's like, oh, my God, that woman, your mom must be in so much pain in so many different ways. Like, oh, well, I'm sure she doesn't. I know she doesn't want to be where she's at. Like I can imagine. And I the only reason why I say that is because I feel like I've I've been in a relationship where I felt like it was more of an addiction. Right. Mm -hmm. And like you just want to get over someone so bad. Which one is that? Who's that? Um. One of the kids' dads, two of the kids, two of the kids' dad. Which two? I'm just curious. Javi? <laughs> no. You were not addicted um, to Javi? No, I would say definitely not addicted to Are Javi. Are you back with I him? Would... Are you back with no, him? No, no, no. So no, it's no, a different no. Javi. 
we're Javi and I are on um, email only basis right now. Okay. Um, but I, I would say there was a time where I was addicted to Chris, right? Like yeah. I was, I oh, was yeah. addicted to the highs and lows and I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to feel that way. I didn't want to feel like I had to talk to him. I didn't want to feel like I had to text him back, but it was like this cycle that I couldn't break. That is the only thing that I can kind of see where like my mom probably doesn't want to be where she's at. You know, she just can't get out. And every single day I would say, I'm not going to text him. I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to, you know, send him pictures of the kids because he didn't one, he doesn't ask and two, he doesn't respond. So I'm not going to do those things. Right. And then literally two or three hours later, I would be texting him, calling him, seeing, does he need any money? You know, things like that. So um, that's the only thing I can relate to it as far as like addiction wise. What, What do you imagine it is about him that was so sticky for you? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever figure it out. I'm just, I'm glad to be out of that space, you know? I'm, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I kind of remember, saw that happening. I wasn't, you, you hit a lot of it, right? You hit it from the cameras because maybe you were embarrassed yeah. by some of that. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. it's humiliating. Yeah. 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 I get it. I totally get it. And, and, and I get confused by the hobbies in your life. <laughs> Or <laughs> isn't there another? I think that attracts very similar men. Is, They're very similar in their uh, manipulation and opportunistic ways. Who and, and so both hobbies are that way. Yeah. Um, well, I not so much Joe. I would say Joe's probably not like that, but Javi and Chris, absolutely. And, and who are you, who are you with? Now? Again, I, I'm so I confused. Cool guys. You, you do attract cool guys. <laughs> they, they, they don't they don't look like cool guys, but they end up being cool guys. And <laughs> that's your mom's house reference for those who don't get that. That's very very funny. But there it's are people who are funny. not in our joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> but God, but, I wish who, I had that guitar riff ready. <laughs> <laughs> who are you with now? I, I don't. I can't. I'm confused. I'll find out soon enough. We'll get all get together and do a reunion. I'm so not. I'm not dating any of them. I would oh, never, good. Ever good. Go back. So you're with nobody right now. Pay me to go back to them. Well, no, but, but how, you, wait, I wanted to ask you a question. I didn't get to ask you how Robert Paul Champagne is. Okay, I'll ask that in a second. There's another your mom's reference, but but you not being in a relationship is the opportunity for you to grow in therapy. You understand relationship? Oh, yeah, relationships get you kind of stuck. It's hard to change because you have a fittedness with that person. You don't want to change too much. The relationship fails. So good for you. That, that's big news as far as I'm concerned because you you are kind of a sex and love addict. You know what I mean? You go from one relationship to the next, and right? I honestly. Dr. Drew, like, I cannot even tell you, like, I, at first it was really hard, right? Like, I didn't want to be by myself. I didn't want to sit with feelings and be uncomfortable. But now I do not want someone sleeping in my bed. I do not want, I don't, I have fallen in love with being by myself so much that it scares me that I don't think that I'll ever end up with someone else because I don't, I will not let my guards down as much as they would need to be if I was to date somebody. Well, well first of all, c- congratulations. That's a big deal. <laughs> and, and it's not like you don't have a lot of people in your life. <laughs> your, your household no, is full. And that's the other thing. Yeah. Is like a lot of my friends, I've outgrown a lot of my friendships. Yep. And, yep. and as odd as it sounds, it kind of feels good. Like I yep. felt like, I feel like I've cut off that way. And, but obviously like the trolls and stuff will always see it as I'm the problem. It right. kills the problem. You know, it's never that we just outgrew each other or that, you know, phases of life or anything like that. It's always, I'm the problem. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's what it seems like from the outside, but honestly, it's, I'm at peace. Like I've been happy. Now it, it, I'm just thinking an extreme example of what you're dealing with is, is Trisha Paytas. I don't know if you know her. Yes. But I know. Actually, I just watched your interview with her before I got on here. With yeah. You. She, she, she has very significant problems and she's trying to get better and people are mm-hmm. railing on her. That That's just, Oh my god, that's disgusting when people I get, do that. actually people compare me to her all the time. Well, interesting. Um, 
You're very. They say I look like her too, which I'm. You, you don't. You, know, you don't. You're very, very, very different. Very, very different. Okay. Uh, okay. And you have some some traits that you share with her, but you're very, very different in terms of what you're dealing okay. with and who you are and stuff. Uh, RPC Robert Paul Champagne. For those of you that don't know your mom's house is a another famous video that was sent to Tom and Christina where this guy was lying in bed, selfing himself, talking about how he wanted essentially criminals to come beat him up and piss on him and beat him and have sex with him. And it, and it was when I first saw it, it was so sad, but intriguing. I was absolutely intrigued. By it. And, right. and then we found many, many, many more videos with him, and he turned out to be this extraordinarily interesting human being who I went and visited in New York City. I I watched Well, you didn't see part two because we suppressed part two because we didn't want to upset RPC because part two was out of this world. We went and explored his whole house. And um, it it, it, was amazing. It was unbelievable. Um, But he lives up in sort of Harlem and in this little shell of a place with all his costumes. He has, he, he does sort of Sex work online is sort of costuming. I, I don't know. I'm you horrified by it. the fact that you did this. Oh, it's the best thing ever. Oh, so, no, no. I, it's I, amazing. And as a content <laughs> consumer, I am here for it and I loved it and I watched every second okay, of it. Okay, good. Okay, good. But as my friend and like oh, the fragile was, person, it, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? It was rough. It was rough. The, the camera guy was this young, young sort of videographer guy. He was traumatized by it. I bet. Because it was, there was a lot of what vermin and. Like? It, like nothing you've ever smelled before. I, it was, yeah, it was. That's it was not a, the answer you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, it was sort of. Um, um, it, uh, it did not bother me that much, but this kid was really troubled. He couldn't get it out of his nose. It, it's how people, you know, when the humans, do, you know, like imagine how an animal cage would smell if you didn't clean it for a long <laughs> period of time. And, and this is not animal smell. This is not animal smell. But with, there's humans have a smell. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. animals. Do. That's all I'm saying. And 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 let me say this with complete peace and love. I love RPC. I really have affection for that man. He's yeah. an extraordinary human being. Tom and I are contemplating going to see his drag show down in Coney Island. Can I come to that? I, I, I don't see why not. We should put a, we should put a whole group together for that. We should absolutely and, put a whole group and, together. And, and Jerry's in. Absolutely do. <laughs> and. And he wants to take him. He wants he and I to take him to Per Se, which is like this very fancy restaurant in in uh, Manhattan. And I'm like, I, whenever he's ready, I'm ready to go. I, I, and so we in one of the your mom's house lives, which there was just another one. Um, they brought in RPC and we chatted with him again. He seemed great. He seemed really good. But he's an extraordinary. I, I get interested in some of these. There, there are people that we watch videos of who I'm not interested in, couldn't care less about, and there are people that just right. intrigue me. And, and right. he is one of those. There's many people I just go. I want to meet them. I want to see what they're. I want to go thump on them. See what what that yeah. is. Humans yeah. are fascinating. So right. anyway, so RPC is one of them. He's doing great as far as I know. We're trying good. to lay off him so he doesn't feel, you know, doesn't feel overwhelmed. Not overwhelmed, but but attacked or, or diminished right, by right, this. Right. You know. up on. No, yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Your mom's house universe is a fine line because you guys can lay off, but the the fans I know, I know. are well, always going to be there. No, I know, and that's sort of what we have to. But if we we if we heat it up, they'll really heat it no, up. No, no, so. for sure. I, you guys laying off is wise. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, there's always a level of pressure on these obscure people that become highlighted by that universe. So, do they find all of them? I didn't. I didn't know that most of them get found. I know RPC was found. Obviously, a, a lot of them. A lot of them get found. They do. That's incredible. And so, and so, Garth is getting. I guess. Just, oh my God, Garth! I go to Garth's Instagram once a week for fun. Also, his Facebook. There's not a legitimate comment in there. 
See, I wouldn't have. I don't. I, he. So what happened is Tom felt that Garth's Instagram posts were like creepy and weird, and they started talking about it. I would not well, have. Garth also did it to himself when he invented an alter ego. I know, online. I, but I wouldn't have. I would not have. He doesn't interest me. You know what I mean? I get interested in some people. He, I don't. He, I'm not interested in him, and I'm surprised Tom found it so uh, compelling. But it certainly created a whole line of uh, mm, action. <laughs> it, it it fed on itself because yeah. Tom started, and then the universe went after yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, And then Garth's team started limiting Tom's posts on his Instagram. Oh, so, right. oh, you don't know about this? Okay, so Tom is like not a lot. Tom can comment on a Garth post, but <laughs> it won't show up. Oh my god! So then Tom went on your mom's house and told that story. Oh, okay. and talked about how he felt attacked oh, and boy. deputized people to go after his Facebook. Well, there you go. And now that's a whole place. Have you ever I'm had on, a, a I'm mom? on Garth's um, Instagram right now. How's it look? Cre- I mean, weird. it looks horrible. <laughs> the comments are delightful if you're if you're in the he know. He a lot of comments. I know. It's all from your mom's house. So so do you ever get attacked by mobs? I mean, when that happens, what, oh, what, what what's the me? thing? It's always young women telling you it's you're a bad mom. Women. It's women and moms that turn yeah. me down the most. And and that's surprising. So, it's so weird to me. They should it's be supporting weird. you, right? And they contradict. Like, the way I think of it is, you know, I wouldn't want my kids to say these things or see me say things to these people. But these people will tear me, rip me to shreds. And then in their bio, it's like, God first, love my children. And it's like, but what are you teaching them? Well, what also, you, is, is this I'm, is this Christian behavior you're uh, sort of leveling towards, Kale? That's Christian that we call that <laughs> i mean really but anyway so i want to go back to the your origin story again still because it because it yeah. really is so okay. very interesting to me um you end up well let me just say this long as on my mind you, you've never told me about the sexual trauma before do you feel comfortable talking about that yeah i think um that's gonna be you know if i if i end up going back to teen mom i think that's gonna be what my what i talk about because that's what's coming up for me in therapy so i'm comfortable talking about whatever you what what happened which time? Um, well, I'm. I'm. Well, you tell me what you're comfortable with. Um, I mean, I there was a time that I most recently talked about in therapy where. So my mom, she worked a day job, and you know, when I stayed with her, I would she would go to work at a bar at night. Um, and I remember maybe I was eight or nine, and I woke up in the middle of the night thinking that it was my mom coming home from the bar, and you know, obviously she'd be fucked up. And it was a man in the bed with me. Oof. And I had no, I had never seen this man before in my life. I had no idea how he got into the house. I, I mean, think about it. I'm eight oh. or nine years old. Oh. Um, and it was a situation where I, I don't even know if my mom knows that it happened or maybe she sent him there. I really don't know. Yeah. Um, and I never talked about it again, but for some reason it came up in a, a conversation I had with my friend and I haven't thought of, I haven't stopped thinking about it since. And so I talked about it in therapy yesterday, uh, which is even more fucked up because I just added a second week, a second day a week for therapy. And yesterday I had one yesterday, I had one today and I went over. So I ended up having three sessions this week. Um, it's okay. Three hours of therapy. It's not fucked up. That's, that's, that's not fucked sexual, up. That's but not- like, I have always been somebody who never wanted to dig into my past, right? Oh, like I that's never a, really that's wanted a, that's to dig into my childhood. That's a mistake. I've never, you said to me at a reunion one time that like my childhood would impact decisions that I make today. And I never believed you. I never, I didn't want to hear it. It was like, I should not be making excuses for why I am the way I am today. I am, I am fucked up today because I made a fucked up decision or whatever the case may be. And so my therapist looked at me and she said, you know, you can only move forward so far 
you know, un- unless you're willing to look at your look at your childhood, you, you can, you can progress a little bit. You'll see some changes, you'll see some growth, but until you dig into your past, you're never going to see your full potential. Right. So, so that's where I'm at now. And for those with type two diabetes, it can be a struggle to keep that sugar under control and that A1C level where you want it. Of course, diet and exercise are the cornerstone and follow with your doctor's orders. And of course, medication sometimes, but uh, microbiome of the gut is something that has come forward as something that might be helpful in helping diabetics control the blood sugar and A1C level. Pendulum glucose control helps fill those gaps. With Pendulum, perhaps you can gain co- better control of your levels. Pendulum's team of scientists and physicians have isolated a unique strain of beneficial gut bacteria that can help people with type 2 diabetes. They've isolated one key strain that is now available for purchase, and Pendulum is the only place to find the highly sought-after strain. Formulated and bottled in the U.S., you can help keep your blood sugar tighter. Take control of your blood sugar levels with the Pendulum Glucose Control for 90 days. Try it for 90 days, and if you're not satisfied with your levels, you can get your money back. That's right, complete money-back guarantee. Visit Pendulum Life, P-E-N-D-U-L-U-M-L-I-F-E, Pendulum Life, Dot com to find out more and use promo code Drew for 20% off your first bottle of membership. That is PendulumLife.com, promo code Drew. Well, you've heard me talk about AMC, and of course, health insurance may not always cover the full cost of an emergency medical flight. Even with comprehensive coverage, you can still get hit with substantial deductibles, co-pays, Protect your family and your finances with an Air MedCare Network membership. As a member, if an emergency arises, the expense of an air medical transport is completely covered when flown by an EMCN provider. Membership costs as little as $85 a year and covers your entire household every day, even when you're away from home. Of course, that is just pennies a day. And we all know the unexpected can happen. An AMCN membership is protection no family should be without. And for a limited time, as a Dr. Drew podcast listener, you can get up to a $50 e-gift card when you join. It's less than pennies a day now. Simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash Drew and use offer code Drew. So, so A, think about it as just something that affects your wiring. And in order to get the wiring right and be able to integrate right. all parts of yourself, you have to bring all those parts forward. You want you mm-hmm. want to be fully there, fully present, fully spontaneous, fully who you are. And there are parts of yourself left out when there's trauma. And it just stays behind. And so probably the reason you're thinking about these things now is because of therapy. You're able to tolerate thinking about them. And so congratulations. It's a very, very, very big deal. I, I'm guessing I'm guessing when that well, – I'm guessing I know – when that man lay down in your bed, you froze, just freaking froze. Yeah. yeah. And freeze response is destructive to children. It affects your brain growth. And that freezing, I saw you do it a couple times when we were on stage together where I would feel like you were going into – I'd feel you dissociate like you just go silent and you'd go in. And I mm-hmm. felt like as somebody sitting next to you like you were falling into a pit like you for falling into something. Do you have that sensation occasionally? Or do you remember yeah, those moments? I had um, that this past Friday and it yeah. was, but it went, it was for hours. Like yeah. it was like, I had a, my therapist called me and had to talk me out of it. My friend took my phone, took my, took my keys. And it was just like a very, it was a weird, but through therapy, I feel like I 
recognized it. Yep. And then the next day was able to go on about my day, like, cause if it never happened. And so now it's like trying to tap into that and figure that out. And and so I'm right. It's, it's like a, it's like a pit you fall into. Right. I mean, that's the feeling yeah. I got. Yeah. That's not, not everybody gets that. That's you, you have that experience and it's yours. Great. Congratulations. <laughs> so, but, 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 but I want you to know that, that I felt it with you and I bore witness to it and it's, it's, it's intense. It's intense. And yeah. it, and it ties into these traumas somehow with the, I, I don't know whether the man lying next to you was the first time that kind of stuff got sort of wired into you. Were there other, like, no, not, not There's necessarily. been so many, I mean, I've had so many sexual, I mean, you wouldn't even, and I, and I don't know if it's like, does everyone go through it? And they just look back as adults one day and they're like, what the fuck? Or um, does nobody go through it? And it's just like weird. Like it's do, weird that do, I have you know, so much sexual trauma in such a short time. It, it, it's not normal. In the sense that okay. children don't typically go through that, and they shouldn't go through that. But you're, but what is normal is how you're thinking about it right now. Uh, do, do you know Jillian Barbary? Have you do you listen to Howard Stern at all? She used to. She's mm-hmm. a sports commentator. She, well, Jillian's a, a famous newscaster here in Los Angeles, and she was also a sort of a character, not a character, but she was a personality on the Stern Show. And uh, thirty years ago, twenty five years ago, she called me one day. And she was sitting in the makeup booth. She was in Miami at the time. She was a sportscaster. And she was sitting in the makeup booth talking, and there were three other women in the booth getting their makeup done. And she said, yeah, you know, when your grandfather sexually abuses you when you're six. And she said, she felt the room go cold and silent. She goes, your, your adults didn't abuse you? You didn't have sex with you when you were a kid? You she literally didn't know that that didn't happen to everybody. That's basically what happened to me when yeah. I brought this up this, you know, the guy in my in my mom's bed because yeah. um, I was waiting in my mom's bed for her to come home. Yeah. Um, when I casually said it, my friend was like, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> it's funny okay. because it's funny because humans are funny, right? That's how we manage. Yeah. That's how and we you, manage you through the pain. I don't know. how you're It's exactly it. right. It's OK to laugh at these things because it's it's how our brain manages these overwhelming things and it manages yeah. them in, extreme, in sort of absurd ways. And but it it's trying to survive. It's trying to survive. It's what it's doing. And so I'm so happy for you. I'm so excited for you that you're getting into this material and and uh, in a way with somebody who clearly are in good hands and stuff, the therapist. Yeah, and all. I love my therapist. I, I, yeah. I don't know how she puts up with my shit, to be honest. And, and you know, the other thing about therapy that I just want to mention on here, um, I get so frustrated by the public because I am so open about talking about therapy. They think that it's the cure-all, right? Like if you start therapy, you can't ever make a mistake ever again, right? Like no, you're no, never, no. Yeah. therapy's not working. If you take five steps forward and two, three, two or three steps back, you've made absolutely no progress. Those two steps in between don't count. Um, you're going to hell, fire your therapist, fire your publicist. It's not working. Um, and that's, um, you know, that's not, that's not fair. It takes time. It's slow, and you have to mm-hmm. participate. and And not everyone fully participates to the best of their ability at all times. You have to kind of it. It, it therapy happens in a context, and you, like your life has to be, give you the time and the space to be able to deal with this stuff too. You know, if right. you were if you were really overwhelmed with shit right now in your life, this would not be moving forward in therapy. You just couldn't do it. It's too much. So, so it, there's a, there's a lot of life that goes into you know the process of therapy, and though the other part I want to emphasize, the patient's got to 
be in it and, and you're doing that yeah. you're doing the work yeah. and so 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 let's go back around um is there anything else you want to tell us any of those stories that you know that that you want oh, to i'm sure of- there'll be more that come up and i'll see that you know hopefully i'll see you at the next reunion yeah, we may, uh, and we got to bring this all up because i it, because this is why i like teen mom is that it's it's it teaches people about recovery and about see i think teen pregnancy is a symptom of mental health problem uh, oh, and, okay. and if you and if you look at everybody, look at every one of them on Teen Mom, they all had really significant mental health struggles when they got pregnant, and, and it's just one of the symptoms that they were manifesting at the time. Uh, think about it; everybody had stuff going on. Um, so back to back to your surviving as an adolescent. Joe's parents took you in, and I always saw that as an extraordinary thing. Not just that they did that, but that. That you sort of adapted to that and and allowed it, and were part, it, I, I saw that as an amazing thing that that whole period of your life, even though I know it didn't kind of work out and everything, I, I really still think that 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 allowed you to survive, didn't it? I'm thankful for it. Um, I don't know that it was. I think one of his parents was more welcoming than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a little bit of resentment and tension with one of his parents. Well, I want you to um, I want you to more. spend a minute here and just imagine uh-huh. your one of your sons brings a girl home who is, sure. you know, got a trauma situation and abandoning parents and has nowhere to go. You're going to have mixed feelings about it. Do you, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. I yeah. think that's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, We've been doing this long enough that soon enough we're getting we're getting towards that that stuff with the kids of you guys. Oh man! Right? Yeah. I mean, how how old is your son? He's like eleven. Yep, he's eleven. He'll be twelve in January. And Oof. Good luck. I blinked and he hey. was twelve. Hey, and- fuck you, man! No, no, not no, no, no. It's good luck because she has all boys. You've got twenty-two yeah. year olds though. You, you say good luck. I got twenty-nine year olds, like twenty-eight year olds. It no, seems like it's coming from a place of like surviving war. Like you're just it, like, well, it, it is. What you. uh, let me? You're right. I should be more clear. A single mom with a bunch of boys is 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 whoo i hats off to them man. Yeah. i just have full respect i have full respect <laughs> to you doing triplets you know yeah, you, you we deserve wife, it too yeah, she deserves too. my wife deserves full full kudos for that but but when i when i and, and her sons are each extraordinary and extraordinarily different yes. right which yeah. i find so fascinating about the, your your parenting because these are three different boys Extraordinary. Yeah, well, four, really. Four, that's right. Four now. I always think about the three because that's what I got used to. Yeah, yeah, four different. Oh, my God. What's what's wrong with your X chromosomes? I, I mean I, – That's what I – I think my body rejects female <laughs> oh, no. sperm. Like I think it's just like, no, we don't yeah. want one of those. We don't it, want another Right. Kill. It may be. There's such a thing. There's sort of a thing you like that. said, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah, only males for kale. That's it. Uh, <laughs> she <laughs> she had enough time – tough time when she was a kid. Now we're going to double yeah, down on crazy. that. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, though. You know, you probably – Again, because of your traumas and stuff, you probably have uh, some some interesting feelings about males, right? And you have to work that through so you don't rain any of that on your kids. Yeah, it, it is because I I won't lie to you, Doctor Drew. Sometimes I, I I hate men. Like I just I'm sure. I'm like why why I'm do sure. they fucking exist? I don't even know. And then I have four kids, so I can't. I have four boys. I can't feel that way. Um, so it's it's definitely a weird internal conflict. That's for sure. Right. That that you you talk about that more in therapy because it's good for your sons, and I know that motivates you. Just about everything you do, what's good for your kids, you're willing to do. Um, and and it's it's got to it it gets they feel it on some level. 
they feel it on some level. And the more you can sort of straighten that, particularly as they hit adolescence, the, the better for them. And I, and I know that right. motivates you a lot. How, how is everybody now? How are the boys? Anything Everybody's good. Anything fun uh, going on? I, I have my, my second son, Lincoln. He is dedicated to football in a way that is inspiring to me as an adult, right? Like I hope to fall in love with something and be that committed and dedicated to something. Let, let, me, just, let me just say, Gary, Lincoln started carrying a football around when he was about two and has yeah. not let go of a football since. I mean, literally. And he sits when, with it. He asks to bring it into the store. He, you know, wherever, like, It's like his oh. transitional object. I mean, he is into it. Like, yeah. so, and, and he's good at it, That's right? Awesome. And he's good too, right? Um, but he's, it's he's tough. It's inspiring. I wish that I could dedicate myself like that. To, and I, and I say that to my my older son too because we haven't really found something that he loves. And I'm like, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you are coding things. If you you know whatever you do, I just want you to love it. I want you to fall in love with something. And and, and I think he loves Lincoln's love of football. He hates it. Oh, he hates it now because I saw he, him. It looked like I, it's, it's feels interesting. Like it has drawn a wedge between. Oh, them. interesting. Like. Because you know we're now in our second year of tackle, and it, and and Lincoln's committed. He he trains five days a week, so wow. it has driven a wedge between you know. Time I get that. that. I get that. I get it. Yeah. So I get that. Who are his heroes? Uh, Lincoln's football player. Um, he loves um, Jalen. I think Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes um, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Um, he follows players more than he follows teams. Um, and, and is he is he committed to a position? So he plays wide receiver. Yeah. Um, he's QB two, and he's one of the captains for his football team. So, um, and he's seven. And I'm just like, <laughs> how? Where do you? Where? How do you commit yourself to this level? Because I need tips. Like I need to know. Um, I love it so much. How fun! It's so fun. My, my kids played tackle football when they were nine, and we were sort of criticized for it. But I really felt like. Yeah. If they were, they don't, the, the weight control is so tight that they can't really hurt each other when they're young like this. I started worrying about it when they were 13 and so, because yep. that, that's when they really start to hit. But mm-hmm. I was of the feeling that I want them, much like I made sure they learned how to swim and ski, mm-hmm. I want them to learn how to block and tackle if they want to go play high school football, because those skills right. are like riding a bike. You, you got to learn them early. And it really for did sure. pay dividends for them, too. They were very good in high school. I love it. Very I love good. watching it. Yeah, it's so fun. It's so fun to be a part of it. Okay, so let's go back to Joe's family taking you in. Kind of tell that story. How did that happen? And so, and so people who do not know your story maybe understand it. Because that's when I first met you. You were living yeah. with Joe's parents. And I don't think you quite understood how extraordinary that circumstance was at the time. Well, and it happened so quickly because when I wrote into the casting call for 16 and Pregnant, I was still living in the two-bedroom apartment with my mom. Um, but between the time that I wrote the email and the time we got picked very, very short window, we actually got evicted, um, from that apartment. And my mom was kind of like, right before we got evicted, Janet had known that, which is Joe's mom knew that I was pregnant. And she told my mom before I did, which really pissed me off. Um, and my mom was not sober when she found out and was just kind of like, well, we're all, we got evicted and now you can have custody of her. And oh, take- I didn't know she gave custody. I thought it was just a living arrangement. She signed signed paperwork. Oh, my God. That's heavy. That's heavy. (laughs) Uh, We don't have a place to live. Now it's your problem. So how did you you deal with it? How do you feel about that now? I mean, when I look back, um, I'm not not resentful anymore. I feel like I've worked through most of that. But for a long time, I was very resentful of it. And then I was also resentful 
of Joe's parents, even though they were giving me a place to live and a, and a place to rest my head, I was so young and st- sorting through all of this that I kind of felt like a burden and I was mad at myself for it and resentful to them because they looked at me as the burden when it was like, I was 16. I was not an adult. I was not, you get what I'm saying? Like, it was- yeah. And I, I would, I'm thinking about Trisha Paytas again. That's when you had more of those symptomatologies that she has. And of okay. course, adolescents often have those symptomatologies. That's sort of part of being an adolescent. And yeah, you were chaotic. It was chaos, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I was more, I was mad at myself and it was coming out, you know, all over the place. All over yeah. the place, yeah. But I, I still think uh, you you will be long term grateful for those guys that that helped you survive in a situation that was just like wow. Um, I think. Well, I also feel like it was held over my head a little bit though too. I felt like it went very quickly from from being helpful and wanting to help to you know look at all we've done for you. Oh, I do of. remember that. You're right, that, um, which is so, un- also understandable. You know, and, yeah, to some degree. But I mean, at I mean, it's more when you do things for people and then turn around and say, oh, look at all I've done for you is more like you didn't do it for me. You did it for your control to have control over me. You get what I mean? Yeah, because they and 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 to some extent, because they were worried about a baby and worried about you and worried about Joe, they were trying to control and kind of an out of control situation. Mm-hmm. You, you you need to look at it. You need to, now that you're an adult and a parent, you need to start looking at it from their perspective a little bit. And and, and let me go back to your mom. I, I get that you don't have resentments anymore for her, which is great because only you, the only one that suffer from a resentment, right? She doesn't. She doesn't know about it. Uh, right. But it's okay to really feel. I don't want to use too strong a language, but disdainful of her as a parent. Like, like you, you, I, you can hate her. You, you can, you can feel sorry for her. You can be sort of not like her, and you can also hate what she did. It's hate. It's like you don't do that. Yeah, to it. You don't do that I don't, today. I don't have. I, I have no feeling. I don't have hate, resentment, love, nothing. I literally feel nothing. It's yeah. more like indifferent. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably better than anything else. But you you should have some negative feelings. I mean, because even just in the t- sense of as a mother going, you just don't you just don't do that to kids. It's, no. it, you should be you know what you should be is disgusted. It's disgusting. I think but, I went through that already. You yeah. know, like I already felt that, and I kind of let it go. So yeah. I don't I don't feel anything. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so back to today. Let me look. Oh, Vi V. I always call her. I want to call her Vi V. Um, <laughs> she ended up being a pretty cool person. Although it was not clear yeah. at first because she was sort of feeding into the sort of the conflicts and stuff at the beginning. I was a little, I don't we know. We were young. I mean, we were babies, you know? Yeah. I, I, and she started dating someone that had a child that she, you know, she had never done that before. And I had never had a child with someone and had someone else come in. And none of us knew how to navigate that. So, you know, we, and, we both, a lot of my stuff was on camera and her end of it wasn't. Yes. So, um, although I could see it, I could, I could see it. The narrative of Kale is always the problem. No, no, I, yeah. If you remember at the reunions, I tried to get, because I could see what V was doing. I could see it. And and I, and I was like, I was trying to bring that in more, uh, mostly as a way of trying to resolve conflict between you guys, because it was like, it was not, it was not good. And so now it is good. And what kind of stuff are you guys doing on your podcast? What do you like talking to? What kind of things are you guys getting into? Yeah, we we talk pretty much to anyone who has an interest and anyone who has an interesting story. Um, and, and we talk about co-parenting stuff. We talk about sex sex stuff, relationships, um, all kinds of things. And actually, be surprised um, 
the not safe for work topics like sex and all kinds of stuff actually does the best out of everything of course, that we talk about. Of course, about, yeah. Um, which is surprising too. Would you talk, like, in terms of talking about sex, you're talking about like your, your sort of experiences and preferences, that kind of thing, or, or just that, whatever? Um, you know, just like empowerment and, yeah. you know, knowing your body, getting, you know, knowing what you want in a, in a sexual relationship. And, and it, it's weird because it does go against what we teach for Teen Mom, but now we're almost 30. We want to promote, you know, women empowerment, sexual health, sexual, you know what I mean? Well, and so that stuff actually does really well. Well, a lot of people know that when you drink, there are after effects and those effects can be felt the next day. Well, here is an interesting product. It's called Z-Biotics. It's the world's first genetically engineered probiotic to address the aftermath of alcohol consumption. This is not for alcoholism. It's not for those of you who have an alcohol problem. It's for just those folks like most of us that have uh, overindulged once in a while. Dr. Zach Abbott began the process of genetically modifying a common bacteria, it's already in foods, creating a unique technology that resulted in a microbe that breaks down acetaldehyde. And acetaldehyde is a chemical product of alcohol. And it is primarily responsible for what happens the next day and some of the liver toxic effects as well. This technology is patented. Zbiotics is on the market, been used by over 8,000 customers. The pre alcohol probiotic drink is part of the Zbiotic mission to use genetic engineering to improve people's daily lives. You just drink one small bottle of Zbiotics before an evening where there might be some excess. And uh, things like wedding parties, fitness, and if you have a, something to do the next day, and anyway, the busy life. This may make things easier uh, if you drink, you know, behave, behave in an unhealthy manner. Drink more than you intend to. For ten percent off three, six, or twelve pack of Zbiotics, you can get that at Zbiotics. Z b i o t i c s. Zbiotics dot com. Use promo code Drew ten for that ten percent off. ED is more common than most people think. That's right. 52% of men between the age of 40 and 70 experience some form of this. The benefits of ED treatment can help you reconnect with your partner, of course. And Roman is ready to help with your confidence. And it gives you the self-assurance that comes with knowing you are prepared. Roman system is completely confidential, totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction. And be sure to take medical advice. Erectile dysfunction can be a presenting sign of other medical problems. So make sure you get your medical care completely checked out. In this case, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment if medication is appropriate. It ships you free with a two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Get started by simply going to GetRoman.com slash Drew and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today. Connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and take care of it. Why not? Come on now. This is a common thing and a common treatment. There's no reason you shouldn't get access to Roman. So go to GetRoman.com slash Drew today. And if you are prescribed medication, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have the confidence and control this fall. Be Roman ready. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised because there, there's so much sexual content in the internet that it's adding to the confusion. So people are hungry for 
shared ideas and and healthy ideas because they just don't mm-hmm. they just don't know where to what to rely on what's real what's not and, yeah. and and you should talk to my daughter she's she's way down the road with all this stuff too and i would love to talk to her yeah we, we got we got to get this is the stuff that she gets into all the time and and our book is that we wrote a book too it doesn't have to be awkward about a lot of this stuff as well and uh and uh and you and i and i don't want to be there when you guys have this conversation so she can speak as freely as possible <laughs> so, you're not invited it's okay i, I, I do right. not want to be there I don't, it's okay it's it's good <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of her for being that open and direct right. and honest i do not want to be there so fair enough, so, fair enough. so okay so i kind of feel like we ought to wrap things up because i for okay. two reasons uh a i feel like i i got into everything I wanted to get into with you and B, I don't want us to get into territory that could get either of us in trouble with Larry or MTV or anybody So, because we don't know where that is. I don't know. It, it can't possibly have been anything we've talked about so far because this no, is just very, very human experiences that you've always been sharing and stuff we don't have time to get into on the reunions that is really deep, important material. And, and mostly uh, the, the big takeaway for me is everybody, therapy works. Kaylin is somebody in the middle of it, and you see the progress she's making. You see the benefit she derives, and she will continue to get dividends for the next how many years you do it. I was in therapy for 11 years, and I don't feel like – a few of those years I wasted. A few years I was just going just because I wanted the discipline of going, and I thought I should go, and but I wasn't really doing much. But a lot of it I was doing a lot, and I don't I don't regret one minute of it. And it, it it's it's – and you got a lot of stuff. You got a lot of that trauma yeah. stuff to kind of bring in and integrate. Well, maybe they'll film like a crossover or something of us digging in. And I need to do EMDR. That's something on my list. So, well, is your therapy rec- therapist recommending EMDR? Yeah, she. Well, she. I don't. I don't want to say she like recommended it, but she definitely said we could we could talk about it and explore that option. Does so. she do it herself? I don't believe she does it. So but she'd she send knows. you to somebody to do it. Yeah, so, she's so, a, a psychologist, so she has she has a ton of you know recommendations. Yeah. So so EMDR is this eye movement therapy that helps access parts of the brain that your brain doesn't want you to go into. Essentially, feelings and experiences and memories that are really locked up, and uh, it 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 makes trauma therapy more efficient. It makes it haste, it haste, it moves it along a little bit, and so you would find what you would find is you'd probably have a very powerful experience with it, and then you'd find yourself later. Much much like you noticed you were thinking about this one thing you never thought about, more of that kind of stuff would start percolating around for you. And right. that, that's really, 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 really good. So congratulations. I, I'm, I'm so happy for you. And I'm happy for the boys and I'm happy for all the success you've had. And say hi to V for me. And I'm glad you guys have a great here podcast here at Podcast One. Uh, it's, a, of course, Podcast One. You can get it all the Podcast One stuff. Um, do you still have coffee convos? I do. I do still have coffee combos. Love it. Lindsay and I, you know, we're going through it and, and still every Thursday. And then when does, uh, when does baby mama's no drama go up? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. So, and then, uh, when do we have another reunion? Like in February, March, something like that? Something like that. I don't we should, know. We should I talk. We should. filmed in two and a half months, Dr. Drew. Because of COVID? No, I just, um. You dropped I out? was having a lot on my plate and, um. It's just been it's been a lot, so I have I took a little break. So so you're bullshitting me right now. So whatever the reason <laughs> is, you're not telling me, but that's okay. You're entitled not to. Um, are you are you in a conflict with with everybody? Because no, I, there's no. There, no. I promise you, there's no conflict. There's no hard feelings. Okay. There's no temper tantrums happening. Okay, it's good. Literal, like just needed a, a, a break. Okay, good. Well, congrats. Good, yeah. good for you. Uh, but do, I, I would miss you profoundly if you if you drop out of this thing. We, I would we, miss you'd you be too, deeply but missed. I would, 
I would hope that you'd get me on your mom's house, but you know, or other stuff. We'd find other stuff to talk because, because particularly now that you're in the in the process of treatment, I love talking to people that are in. That's why I enjoyed Trisha so much. I mean, I thought that was she's very courageous in her stuff, and she's right, right at the beginning of just beginning to understand what she's dealing with. So, right. All right. Well, listen again. Go check out uh, V and Kale's podcast. You can also find Kalen. Uh, T Mom Two will start airing probably in another month or two, right? I don't know. I literally have no idea. Yeah, they they are up. They are do. Are other people filming? Um, I don't know. I have no. I don't know what anyone's schedule is. Are you in touch with anybody now? Yeah, I talk to Leah almost every day. How's she doing? As far as far as I know, she's doing really well. There's another person that has just grown dramatically recently. She's like an adult all of a sudden, and same thing with her kids. They're all of a sudden like getting getting to really be young adults. Yeah. So, okay. Well, thank you so much, Kayla. It's a pleasure to talk to you, and I'll get my daughter over to your pod, and I'll be on your pod, and we'll talk more soon. Sounds good. Okay. Thank okay. you so much. All right. Talk take to care. you soon. Bye bye. And we'll see you all next time. For calling times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D R D R E W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or Dr. Drew.com. Oh, 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 oh